PDPW On Demand. Welcome to the PDPW Podcast this week, where Hank Wagner joins us again for part two of the best investment that you'll ever make. And if you heard his previous podcast, you'll know that investment is in yourself. So how do you go about making that investment? Let's join Hank as he tells us about looking for the Mr. Swanners in life. Well, welcome to the best investment you will ever make, part two. Hopefully, after last week's podcast, you've had plenty of time to think about and to ponder and to develop that strong belief that you are worth investing in, because you are. Regardless of how many mistakes you've made, how many challenges you've had, or where you might be at at this point in your life, you are the best investment that you'll ever make. And you're going to have to continue to tell yourself and to continue to strengthen that belief because you're going to miss it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. And those failures will try to convince you that you're not worth investing in. Or the negative words of other people will try to convince you that you're not worth investing in. Believe it or not, not everybody wants you to succeed. Not everybody wants you to fulfill all of that potential that's within you. So the next question is, if I've come to the place where I believe in myself, if I believe that I'm worth investing in, if I believe that there are indeed those seeds of greatness in me that just need a little bit more help, a little bit more nourishment and care to fulfill their fullest potential, what do I do? What's the next step to investing more in myself? And that's what I want to help you with today and actually over the next two podcasts following today. There's some things that we can do intentionally to grow or invest in ourselves And there's some things that will happen kind of accidentally. So today I want to give you one intentional thing you can do. And I'm going to share one of those accidental things that add value to us without us even realizing it. So the intentional one I want to give you today is to read. I really don't like to read. I never liked to read. I didn't do very well in school because of that. But there was a point in my life a number of years ago where I realized that by reading, we have the opportunity to learn from others, to learn from other people that we'll never have a chance to meet, to learn from other people who may be gone from this earth a couple thousand years. Books give us a tremendous opportunity to learn from the heart of other people. Like I said, I, I don't really like to read, but I read a lot. And I read a lot because of that. It's a, it's a perfect way to add value to yourself because you can choose the topic that you want to learn about. You can choose an author that you relate to. So I now have my own personal library of over 500 books and it's still growing. Anybody can go to their computer, 
to their iPad, to their phone, and quickly go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com and not only search all of the different topics, all of the different authors and titles, but they'll also give you suggestions based on specific titles that you may choose. It's really easy to order a book and have it sent right to your door. Some people are audio learners and they like to listen to books and that's also another option. You may want to use the technology on your phone, iPad, and be able to get books right to that device. I like to have the physical paper books because I like to underline them. I like to bend the pages over on important spots and I like to reread those highlighted sentences or paragraphs regularly to make sure I learn everything that's possible to get out of them. So one option to intentionally grow yourself is to read. Some people tell me that they don't have time to read. And that's an excuse, and most of the time not a truth. Even if you take five minutes a day to read, it'll have a tremendous impact on your life over time. You don't need to sit down and read a whole book a week, but read a little bit regularly, and you'll be making a tremendous investment in yourself. Okay, the second area that I want to share with you or help you be more aware of is a place that allows us to grow that's already happening and you probably don't even realize it. And it's connected to this statement. People are coming towards us or walking past us every single day. And I'm going to tell you a true story that happened to me long before I realized this powerful truth. I had the opportunity to grow up on a dairy farm. And my brother, sisters, and I all had to work on the dairy farm. We had to raise our own pickles. We planted our own two rows. We weeded them, we cared for them, and then we harvested them all summer, and that was where our school supplies and school clothes came from. So we learned work ethic while growing up on the dairy farm. But the 25 cents an hour that I was making, I couldn't see that being sufficient to fulfill the big goals that I had in life. So I had this entrepreneurial spirit going on even as a very young person and I was always looking for other ways to make money and one of those options came about when I was about 14 years old and I realized that I could sell firewood you didn't need to have a really big investment to be able to sell firewood all you needed was a chainsaw and a strong back. We didn't have a chainsaw at our farm. So I took some of my hard-earned pickle money and went and bought myself a brand new partner chainsaw. Came home and we didn't have 
much for forest or wooded land on our farm, so I went to a neighbor and asked permission to be able to cut some of the downed trees up for firewood. And he said that was great to, to go ahead. So I took my chainsaw, headed out to the woods, and I cut all of these firewood pieces into four-foot lengths and then put those four-foot logs on my shoulder, carried them to the outside edge of the woods, stacked them up, and then after I had a fairly significant pile, I talked my dad into letting me use the farm pickup truck to haul that firewood home. So I got it all home and I cut it up into exactly 16 inch long pieces, stacked them up into face cord size piles, and then I was ready to sell. And I had dreams of Firewood America. I would sell firewood to everybody. But I started with an ad in the local paper, Firewood for Sale. And I received a call from a gentleman who wanted to come and pick up some firewood, and I was so excited. I could hardly wait for the following Saturday when he was due to arrive, my first sale as a firewood company. So I waited and I watched the driveway of our farm, and at the appointed time, here comes a vehicle. It's an old lime green international scout. Some of you won't realize what a scout is. They don't make them anymore. But it was kind of like a SUV. So it had a, a cap or a cover on the back end. And I'm thinking to myself, this can't possibly be my firewood customer. There's no place to stack firewood in there. But sure enough, it was my firewood customer, so I'm immediately thinking, what kind of person would come to pick up firewood in an SUV? But I point to the firewood pile, and I'm standing back by the gate where I have all of this stacked up. It's a, a small outside pen. It's now wintertime, so our cattle are inside. It's probably a, a 10 by 12 area with a gate in front of it. I'm standing at the gate giving him the farmer hand signals as I back him up to the gate. He gets to the gate, I give him the stop motion, and then I wait. It seems like it's taking him a long time and finally the driver's side door opens up and I see a cane come out, then the two legs kind of spin on the seat and slowly slide down to touch the ground and then he limps to the back of the vehicle. I noticed there was something wrong with one of those legs but I didn't know what. He came to the back of the vehicle and he opened up the tailgate, sat down on the tailgate and I proceeded to carry firewood and load it in his vehicle. Now I'm walking about 10-12 feet with this firewood and after about the third armful of firewood that I get stacked inside his vehicle he takes his cane and he wraps me on the shoulder 
And he says, Sonny, I need to tell you something. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, he doesn't like my firewood. He said, Sonny, you need to use your head instead of your feet. And I'm thinking to myself, now remember, I'm a teenager. I'm thinking to myself, what on earth is he talking about? Use my head instead of my feet. And besides, who, who is this guy? He can hardly walk. He doesn't understand I carried all of this firewood out of the woods. He, he doesn't understand anything about what I went through to get this firewood stacked up. And then how does he expect me to carry it on my head? So I think he could see through my facial expressions and body language that I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. So he said, here, let me show you. So he slowly and gently slides off of the tailgate of that vehicle, limps his way back to the front, crawls in the driver's side, and then he backs that International Scout through the gate, around the corner, right up to the firewood pile. I'm still not really getting the significance of this exercise. He gets out of the vehicle, makes his way to the back, and then says to me, See, now all you need to do is bend down, pick up the firewood, turn, and set it in my vehicle. Now I'm still not getting it. I understand what he meant, but I'm not at all realizing the importance or significance of what he's trying to tell me. I finish loading him up. He gives me the check for the firewood and away he goes. And many years later, I hadn't thought about Mr. Swanner and that load of firewood or those words that he spoke to me for many years. And many years later, all of a sudden, one day at the farm, it's like a bell goes off. It's like this dinging in my head. And all I can hear is, use your head instead of your feet. Work smarter, not harder. And it was almost as if that day, at that very moment, Mr. Swanner was speaking those words to me, and the light bulb finally came on. That's it. That's what Mr. Swanner was talking about. Use your head instead of your feet. Work smarter, not harder. And I finally got the wisdom that he spoke to me many, many years before that. That gentleman came into my life unannounced. He spoke less than 50 words to me and then exited my life and I never saw him again. But those words that he spoke to me completely changed my entire thinking 
use my head instead of my feet. And I put that principle into practice in everything that I did and still do. It's one of the reasons why we have this motto at our farm that we're always looking for a faster, easier, better, smarter way to do things. It's because of the words spoken to me as a young teenager by an older gentleman that I never intended to meet. And I firmly believe that all of us have people like that that are walking towards us or walking past us every single day. Even if we don't have the perfect parents to teach us everything that we're supposed to know or the best teachers, there's people in our life that are coming towards us or walking past us every single day to help those seeds of greatness in us become all that they have the potential to be. So let me ask you this question. First of all, do you believe that? And second, are you looking for them? Are you expecting them? What do you do when you expect company? You get ready, right? You clean the house. You make sure everything is ready for that company. And then you look for them to arrive. If you expect people like Mr. Swanner to be in your life, then you're going to be looking for them. You're going to be expecting them. And you're going to be more likely to receive from them. Last spring, as we were preparing the seed bed on our farm, our son Sean was out doing the final tillage pass before planting and I instructed him to watch for significant sized stones. And if he saw any that he should stop and, and pick them up. And after he was done tilling that field, I went out to check things over and I noticed a number of stones. So I went to our son, Sean, and I said, I, I noticed there's still a number of stones out there. Didn't you see them? He said, no, I, I didn't see them. But, Dad, look what I found. And he had two antler sheds from a white-tailed deer. Why did he see the antler sheds and not the stones? Because as he was going across that field, he knew that there was likely to be some antler sheds out there, and that's what he was looking for. It's a real truth that what we seek, we will find. What we look for, we will find. Take a look around you right now. Look for something blue. Do you see anything that's around you that's blue? Now in the process of finding something blue, did you notice what was yellow or pink or brown? Likely not. 
because you are looking for things that are blue. What you seek, you will find. So I would encourage you to begin looking for the Mr. Swanners that are coming towards you or walking past you every single day. There are ways for you to learn. There are ways for you to grow those seeds of greatness that are already in you. And some of those will happen by people entering and or exiting your life. Our thanks to Hank Wagner for joining us this week. And a reminder for more resources and other podcasts, go to pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Dairy's resource for professional development, pdpw.org.